you have power and control over your life, whether that is just a small minute change or a big shift. If you wake up one day and you're like, gosh, I don't, I don't feel great in my life. Then let's start to make some of those small shifts to really help you feel vibrant again. Welcome back to the Awakening Her podcast. My name is Talia Joy, and today I'm sitting down with Kate House. Kate is a health coach, yoga instructor, and host of the Live by Design podcast. Today, that is exactly what Kate is talking about, and we are having a beautiful conversation about how to live by design, not by default. You're going to want to hear her manifestation hacks, her daily practices, and her best mindfulness tools to really live a life that you love. So without further ado, let's welcome Kate House onto the show. Hello, Kate. Welcome to the show. I'm so excited. Welcome, welcome. Thank you so much. It is such a pleasure to be here. Yay. Why don't we start by just kind of getting to know you a little bit? Who are you? Where are you from? And what's a little bit about your business? Yeah, thank you for asking. So I live in Gettysburg, Pennsylvania, which is a very small town in PA. And we jokingly, my husband and I call it our adopted hometown because we both met in college at Gettysburg College. And After graduation, we moved all around. And then once we started our family, we really wanted that small town feel and we ended up right back here. So yeah, we're in small town, Gettysburg, Pennsylvania. I just, I love being out here in the countryside. And by day, I'm a a full-time stay-at-home mom. I have a four-year-old and an almost three-year-old and we just have the best time going outside and the library and swimming, all the things. I love being a mom, but when 4.30 hits and my husband's done his work day, I transition into being a podcast host. I am a health coach, and I also host a monthly women's collective where we come together in fun and friendship and with a, always with an eye to growth. Um, and that's what I do at night. And that's one of the things that really fills me up, that gives me a lot of meaning and purpose. Um, just a lot of joy even too. So yeah, that's a little bit about who I am. That is really cool. And kudos for you or to you for doing that. And I think that like, we are so programmed to do it all and like to have the business and be the mom and do this. And often we're burning the candle at both ends, but it actually sounds really like you're making life work for you. So you're like, my kids are little, I want to spend time with them. I want to be mom. I want to be around. And I also have a dream. I also want to help people. I also need to, you know, help humanity in my special way. So I love to hear how you like trend. I totally picture like the, you know, how you kind of slap hands and like, okay, tag you're in, you put on your (laughs) headphones, you grab your mic, you record or do whatever beautiful things you do. So that's really awesome. Good job on that. Thank you so much. Yeah, it's hilarious. I know like from 430 to 6:30 is my work time. And I'm right now I'm wearing my noise canceling headphones. And that's very much on purpose. Even when I'm not having awesome conversations like this, I still put on my headphones because I'm like, okay, I've done the, the virtual high five with my husband. I've come downstairs and I'm like, okay, now I'm in, I'm in the zone, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's what we have to do sometimes. We were just having a little chat before we hit record on like trading off with you know, your partner and, and some of us, um, are able to do that. And, and sometimes you hear the kids screaming or you hear something happening, but they've got you, it's time for you to focus. And that's sometimes the reality, you know, like I'm a mom with a business and that's the reality of what it is. Sometimes it's not, it's sometimes really tough, but Mm -hmm. it's amazing to have that, to be able to do both really what a blessing. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. I, I love being a mom, but 
I really don't want to lose myself in my motherhood because I feel like when I don't pour into myself, I don't make that time to really love on myself well, I become like unhappy. I feel maybe a little resentful the time that I spend on everybody else and not on myself. And so really having that time, even though I'm technically working during this time, it's work that I love. It's work that like fills my soul. And so it's so important to me to protect that time and to really lean into that, that calling. I feel like, like I show up because I'm like, oh, I feel like I'm like meant to do what I'm doing right now, which feels so good. And it's hard, you know, it's a balance, right? But when it's a priority and and you know that it's good for you and hopefully you're sharing some goodness with the world, it makes it a lot easier to be like, okay, I'm just going to have the discipline during these two hours to, to do what I can. And, and then, and then know that whatever I did today was enough mm-hmm. and, and know that I don't have to compare myself to people who, you know, do this full time or, or, you know, or 10 years down the road ahead of me instead to let their story inspire me to just keep taking one step every day. I love that. That is so beautiful. So can you share with us a little bit more about your business, a little bit more about live by design and also how you got into this place? Cause it sounds like you're really here to, I mean, I know you're here to bring the light and to help others. And how did you get to this place? Yeah. You know, so I jokingly say that I had a quarter life crisis, but it happened right at 25. I'm 33 now, um, but at 25, I had been, people pleasing for most of my life. I was a really high achiever. Uh, I got a job right out of college and I worked really hard at it and I didn't know how to create like healthy boundaries. And so I was having like nightmares about my work email crashing and like, just wondering like, am I sick enough to take a sick day today kind of thing? And I was like, man, I'm just, I'm, I don't feel vibrant. And so I, I left that job and it was a big leap, but I knew like something had to change. And if you're not changing it, you're choosing it. And so I told myself like, well, if I woke up today, I wouldn't choose the way that I'm feeling. And I do have the agency to like change my situation. And so I pulled like a total 180 and I left my office job and I became a yoga teacher. And I love teaching yoga. Like I just felt so alive in the studio with students talking with people in person. Like I just loved it. And from being a yoga teacher, I wanted to connect with my students more on a one-on-one level. And so I took a health coaching program. So that's when I became a one-on-one health coach and and just really this whole world of holistic health opened up to me. And I'm just like such a nerd. Like I want to read all the books, listen to all the podcasts. Like I love to learn. And then like that was progressing. We started our family and then the pandemic hit and I had wanted to start a podcast for a long time, but I, I kept like coming up with excuses um, why I, I couldn't quote unquote, couldn't do it. And then finally, like we've been home for three months. It's like July of 2020. And I was like, well, if I don't start it now, I don't know when I'm ever going to make the time. And so that's how I came into podcasting. And it has just been such a joy to get to share this message of living by design and not by default. And really the podcast holds me accountable to my own personal growth and this desire to learn and to grow all while knowing like right now I am enough as I am as well. I think a lot of times we think about this growth and there's this underlying thought that like we're broken or there's something wrong with us and knowing that like, I'm great right now. And that, that also means that I can continue to grow if I want to. And so that's just been a really fun journey for me selfishly, but I just love getting to share that, like learning something, reading a book and then sharing like my takeaways. And if it helps just one person, then it feels like that time was, was really well spent. 
Mm, yeah, natural teacher. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it runs in my family, so I, it's no surprise that I ended up here. I guess uh, hindsight's twenty twenty, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, there's so many beautiful ways that people teach, and some people, you know, create their own teaching. Some people, like you're saying, almost like observing and reading and learning, and then kind of deducing and figuring out sort of your own takeaways and your own practices that really make a difference, and then passing that on and some of the greatest people I've studied with, or like Wayne Dyer is one of my main mentors. And most of his work, if you really look at it, is quoting other people and referencing the great thinkers and the spiritual teachers and all of this. And he brings together his own understanding and teaches that. And it's just such a beautiful, such a beautiful way to teach. It's like, I've been saying a lot lately, grow through what you go through. Mm -hmm. And I think that when you're a teacher, you grow through what you go through, but then you also get to teach it and help others and be like, I just spent six months in like the zone of, you know, being totally lost. Here's something that maybe you'll get out in five, who knows? <laughs> we'll see, but <laughs> exactly. you know, you can teach what you learned. And, um, it just sounds so amazing. I would love to hear a little bit more about live by design, not by default and sort of what that means to you and what sort of your mission is with people to have them really get that. And why, why is that so important? Yeah, I love this question. Thank you for asking it. I, I think it's so important for us to realize that we have ownership of our lives. I think it can be really easy for us to sometimes feel, and I, I say us like me, <laughs> to feel like life is happening to us, right? And we have to react to it. And I had a boss. I'm actually still really close with everybody I worked with at the job that I got burnt out at. They're great people. It was totally me. That was the problem. And my boss there taught me about being proactive versus reactive. And we were talking about it in the scope of international education, which is what I used to work in. But I think it's such a valuable lesson in life in general. Like, how can you be proactive versus reactive? And when it comes to, say, your health, for example, like as a health coach, being proactive with your health is so important, right? It's moving your body from a place of joy. It's hydrating. It's prioritizing your sleep, right? It's all the things that, that aren't super fun and exciting or sexy, but they're so important to your overall health. And if you think about your health as a, a reactive stance, a lot of times when it's reactive, it's because, you know, you're not feeling well or something is wrong. And so there will absolutely be times in our lives, right? When when we can't be proactive about everything, right? But as much as we can be using health as an example of being proactive, but there's just ways that you can do that with everything, right? You can do it with your career, you can do it in your friendships and your relationships and just truly that, that idea of living by design and not by default and just knowing that you you do have the power to make change. And, and sometimes it's not like a whole 180. Like when I changed careers and I was just like, I'm like a, I jumped, in with both feet with everything. And I, I just like learn by doing is kind of become uh, my ethos for life, but that's not right for everybody. And sometimes when you're starting this process of living by design and maybe you're releasing the people pleasing tendencies, or you're learning how to create healthy boundaries or whatever the case might be, it could just be like a one degree shift, right? It doesn't have to be this dramatic change. You know, everyone likes to talk about the pivot, which is great. There's a place for it, but sometimes it's just, it's little changes, right? It's deciding to drink a certain amount of water in a day because hydrating helps lift brain fog. I mean, it's, it's like integral to every function in your body, right? And so there's these little things that we can start to do to really take ownership of our day. And then 
with each of these small wins, we gain confidence, we gain resilience, we learn. And I've learned too, as well, on this journey of really trying to show up authentically as myself, um, to, to not worry so much about failing and to look at failing, quote unquote, failing as just a lesson learned or a fail forward. And so, you know, it's an experiment. You tried it, maybe it didn't work. That's okay. Uh, and then you just take what you learned and you apply it the next day. And, and how can you make shifts and changes based off of, off of that experience? But yeah, really at the heart of everything I do is I just want people to know that you have power and control over your life. And whether that is just a small minute change or a big, big shift, whatever is right for you, that it's okay to want to make those changes. Um, and you're worthy of that, right? You don't have to, if you wake up one day and you're like, gosh, I don't, I don't feel great in my life. Then let's start to make some of those small shifts to really help you feel vibrant again. Mm, I love that. I'm all about the incremental upgrades. I say that all Mm -hmm. the time. Like that's, really what it is. And I truly believe that there's those huge blessings that come in seemingly out of nowhere, but behind the scenes have been like a hundred incremental upgrades. So someone doesn't lose 50 pounds overnight or just get offered an incredible opportunity out of nowhere. Those miracles that show up that seemingly are a quantum leap were always, um, a result of a whole bunch of incremental upgrades. And I love that little shift. I was listening to a podcast not that long ago. It was someone that has a book. They were talking about example they use in the book. I wish I could remember to give them credit, but they were saying that um, an airplane, if an airplane every half an hour made a one degree shift, like to the left, you know, very quickly, it ends up in a completely different place. And that is, you know, we all think that we should just U-turn, like you said, or the pivot. Yes, there's totally times to pivot, but even pivoting doesn't have to mean 180. It can be like a tiny little one degree pivot, right? And I just love that example. When I heard that, I'm like, oh, that's good because it is those little shifts that make a huge difference. The other thing I see with incremental upgrades is it shows your willingness to want something new. It shows your willingness to do your part, even if it's drinking a little bit of extra water, going to bed 20 minutes earlier, or limiting maybe media that makes you feel yucky inside, or certain foods that aren't agreeing with your gut, or just like little things every day, little tiny things. They just make such a difference because it also shows that willingness piece, which is so important. Yeah. Um, James Clear talks in Atomic Habits a lot about like 1% better or just these like tiny minute changes, exactly like the airplane, right? Like if you you shift it one degree, like you're not going to Miami, if you shift enough, you're going to New York. Right. Mm -hmm. And so there's just so many ways that we can, we can take that ownership. And I bring up James because he talks about these I am statements in atomic habits. And I just read it recently. So it's like fresh on my mind, but I loved this idea. And I talked about it in my collective this past month, because I am statements are not saying like, I I like to read books. It's saying I am a reader or I am a lifelong learner, or it's not just saying I like to jog. It's saying like, I'm a runner uh, and a runner doesn't have to be someone who runs marathons. It could be someone like me who runs like 12 minute miles, but <laughs> loves to run and identifies as that. Because when, when you have that identity shift, when you say I am a reader, then all of a sudden you're somebody who prioritizes those 20 minutes before bed to unwind and read a book. And doesn't have to be a growth book. It could be a fictional book. It's just learning for the sake of learning um, and just enjoying it, right? And so 
those incremental shifts and, and, and identifying with that person that you're growing into, even while you're on the journey. So I'm, I might not be, you know, quote, a reader yet. Um, I am, but if it weren't already, you know, you might, might not feel that way yet, but by identifying with it, you start to, to want to make those one degree shifts more and more because now you're identifying about it. And the more you take action based on that, the, like the more you solidify that identity and when something is tied to your identity, you're so much more likely to follow through on it. So I, I love mm-hmm. that idea of those, those incremental upgrades, right. And identifying like, who is it that you want to be, right? Are you somebody who's loving, you know, like, and then what does that look like? How do you show up as that person? And, and again, that just gives you that agency, that living by design and that by default, you get to claim that I am statement and, and they're unique to you, right? It's not what somebody else wants you to be. Uh, it, it's what speaks to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. The I am statements are so powerful. Um, it is definitely like the declaration to the way that I see it, the way to the universe source God, when you say that you say, I am this. And so I a hundred percent agree to be very careful and intentional. And you notice when you start paying attention, if you've never heard that before, you start noticing how often you say like, I am broke or, Oh, I'm so dumb. I forgot mm-hmm. this. Right. Oh, I forgot my keys. I'm so dumb. It's like, what? Hang on <laughs> a second. You are human. I forgot my keys yesterday. Like what's with the assumption of dumb or whatever it is, right? People say that those things all the time and it, it is damaging. But when we flip it, like you say, I am a reader, I am successful, or I'm a lifelong learner. Like you said, I love that. I'm a seeker. I'm figuring it out. I always say that yes. I am figuring it out. <laughs> it might feel like a mess right now, but it's true that I'm figuring it out. I will somehow figure this out, whatever it is. Um, yeah. I love that so much. So I'd love to hear about any sort of like you'd mentioned before we hit record about um, a routine that you have that you love to do in the morning. I'd love to share that um, with our beautiful listeners and just sort of some of the tangible things that you've done to start really actively living by design. You've given a lot of beautiful examples already. And if there's anything else that you do and including like your routines and that type of thing, I'd love to hear. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. So One thing I've been exploring a lot about recently are habits. And specifically, I I did a deep dive into what keystone habits are. So a keystone habit is like, if you line up a bunch of dominoes, the keystone habit is the very first domino. So it's something that you do that then causes like a positive ripple effect throughout the rest of your day. And so when I was learning about this, I was like, okay, well, like, what can my keystone habit be? in the season of life that I'm in, like what makes the most sense? And like I said, I have young children, um, I'm home with them full time. So scheduling is really important. And the thing that came to mind for me was a morning routine. And, you know, we talk about morning routines all the time, right? People are like, these are the 10 things I do every morning to, to be the most successful, whatever, which is great. But for me, like, that's just not practical at all in this season of life. And so what it looks like for me is carving out an hour each morning for myself. I should say each weekday for myself. On the weekends, we like to sleep in as much as our little ones will allow us. But from 6 to 7 a.m. each morning, my husband takes an hour for himself. And he is a little bit more fluid with his morning routine. So sometimes, most of the time he meditates, but sometimes he takes like a long shower or he'll do some stretching, like he'll read, like he kind of changes it up each day. Um, I love routine. And so for me, my time is from seven to 8 a.m. 
And during that time, I, I pour a cup of coffee. Like I really love coffee. And so I, I bring my coffee. I come downstairs to my office space, which is like my own little nook in our house. That's like all mine. It's got my plants. I've got my pink rug, like all the things that I love. And I start by listing gratitude, right? I start with five things I'm grateful for from the last day or so. And that just sets the tone for this time for me. It helps me really get grounded, helps me like feel like I'm coming from a place of abundance, right? I think it can be so easy to feel lack or scarcity. And when you practice gratitude, you're, you're looking for abundance, right? So I start with gratitude. I have a goal setting practice that I do. Then I'll do like a brief meditation. And sometimes I, I think we make things harder than they need to be. So sometimes my meditation is like a headspace meditation. I just press play on. Sometimes I'll play like a favorite song that's like three minutes long. And I just close my eyes and I breathe and I listen to the music and that's my meditating that day. Right. So nothing has to be super crazy long uh, or, or elaborate if that's not right for you. And then my last piece is just some stream of conscious journaling. And I still have carpal tunnel from my pregnancies. And so sometimes that's only a page or two. Sometimes that's five pages. It's how my hand feels that day. Um, but that's what my morning routine looks like in general. And it just, it feeds my soul. It's, it just, it, it gives me that time to recharge. And it gives me that time to be like very present and patient the rest of my day. Mm, I love that. That's such a beautiful, tangible example. And I need to just point out how beautiful it is that your husband and you um, create that time for each other. And I found that in a partnership that, I mean, I don't know about everybody listening, but both my husband and I are starved for quiet time, alone time. Like we have all the little kids. It's just the reality of right now. We do our best to be all Zen, but from the moment we wake up till the moment the kids go to bed, it's constant stimulation. It's decisions. It's, Oh yeah, we need your ballet tights. And Oh yeah, we need your lunch. And like, mom, you put peanut butter in my lunch. I'm like, how am I still doing that? This is like, you know, so that is my day. Just like a lot of you listening. And it sounds like your day too, very similar. So to trade off and give each other that time. Um, is so beautiful. And my husband and I do that with like weekends away, like with COVID, of course we didn't for years, but if he has an opportunity to like have a guy weekend, I have an opportunity to go away with a girlfriend or on my own. I've been doing that lately, a cabin in the woods by myself. We give each other that those blessings. Cause we know we're both needing it so deeply. Um, so for you guys to do that every morning is just so powerful. So anyone listening that is in the situation where you can do that, consider asking your partner or bringing that up. Cause that's a beautiful way that you both get your time and he's going to be more chill after his time to be able to kind of tag off and with love, send you into your time. And, you know, it just sounds so beautiful. So first of all, relationship goals, that is incredible. I love that. <laughs> Such a great way to do it. Even when you're busy, you've got a business, you've got little children, you know, that's, that's amazing. Um, and then I also just love the fluidity of your practice and I can just hear that, you know, we can hear all the things that you do and interchange, but really it's like, what do I need today? What is, mm -hmm. you know, you do the gratitude cause that's connecting and free flow journaling, but it really sounds too, like you allow yourself to flow. And if you felt like just laying on the floor or whatever for a bit, listening to music, you give yourself that space to just do what it is that feels good for you. And I think that's the most powerful routine we can have is just, what do I need today? Is it silence? Is it guided meditation? Is it stretching? Like, what do I need? Um, so I love that. So good. 
Yeah. And and for some people uh, who are really like physically minded, right? Like I'm a very physical person, but I try to work out in the afternoons, especially when the weather is nice. Like I take my kids outside. I like pull up my Peloton app. I, I bring my dumbbells outside with me. My neighbors must think I'm like crazy out there because I like doing dumbbells and my kids are like probably half clothed and running around with the hose, but I'm like, this, this works. (laughs) And so for me, the morning time gets to be a quiet practice. Right. But I love what you said there because it's, I think it's really easy to go on Pinterest and be like morning routines and you see what everyone else's are, right. Or you you see what you think you quote should be doing, Uh, but really it's reflective of you, what you like, what you enjoy, what fills you up and the season of life that you're in, right? Like for a long time, our morning routines weren't an hour and an hour. It was 30 minutes and 30 minutes because mm-hmm. our kids weren't sleeping well. And so we were like, well, waking up that early, we, we needed to prioritize the sleep. And so we're like, okay, we'll just trade off 30 minutes. And and now that's grown a little bit longer now that our kids do sleep through the night. Um, but even if, even if the morning doesn't work for you, maybe um, you and your partner aren't able to switch off for whatever reason. It's just maybe it's not an option. I would challenge you to, to find the time in your day, whether that's when you get home from work before you go back inside and, and you're met with, you know, the cacophony that is family, right? Can you sit in your car and listen to a favorite song and just breathe for three minutes and notice the way that like your heart rate lowers and your stress lowers and you just, you get that, that sense of presence, right? Or mm-hmm. maybe it's an evening routine, right? Maybe you get your kids down and then you're like, okay, I'm going to take that 30 minutes for myself. And it's hard at that time of day, right? Like we're tired, we're kind of spent, we're touched out, but just set a timer on your phone. Maybe you set it for 10 minutes and you say for these 10 minutes, I'm just going to do something that brings me joy. And you write like a gratitude note to somebody or you paint, you, you pull out your paints or something, or you work on a puzzle, like whatever it is, and just do it for 10 minutes because there's this cumulative effect. I think we have this tendency for like all or nothing thinking, or at least I have in the past. Yeah. And so giving yourself permission to say like, I'm just going to do something that makes me happy for 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. And if you do that over the course of a week, you've got 70 minutes that you spent loving yourself well. Right. And if you had said no, because you didn't have an hour to spend each day, then you would have zero minutes. Right. And so carving out that time for yourself and, and really being a stickler for that. Right. If it, be really easy to say like I'll start tomorrow or I'll start Sunday or I'll start on the first of the month whatever that might be um and and instead I think we can we can make those like we're talking about those one degree turns right one percent better um each day and loving yourself well in the process knowing that it doesn't have to be all at once it can just be something little but holding yourself accountable to that commitment to yourself Mm -hmm. I love that. And I love the examples you use. I do that in the, I don't do a lot in the evening typically, but if we've had a, or I've had a very overstimulating day or it's just been crazy. Um, I will do a little reset before me and my husband are like catching up and making tea and whatever we're doing. Um, and I will exactly that. I have this beautiful meditation track. That's just nice music and it's exactly 10 minutes. So I put it on and I put it on, on repeat so that it doesn't switch into like some other, you know, (laughs) John Mayer or some like something random after, um, it's like rock and roll or something. Um, so I'll put on repeat so that I can hear when it kind of starts again. And that gives me the cue to be like, okay, but I'll honestly just lay on the couch, lay on the floor, lay on somewhere. Usually it's the floor for my back. It just feels so good at the end of the day. Um, lay on my yoga mat. And sometimes my eyes are open and I'm thinking sometimes my eyes are closed and I'm breathing, or sometimes I'm processing. Sometimes I'm doing some sort of meditation technique. Doesn't matter. It's my 10 minutes. 
minutes. And if I want to sit there and process what I need to do tomorrow, that's fine too. It's actually just taking the quiet before jamming it with more stuff. Even if it is just chill time with my husband, it's like, you know, at that little in between. And that is so dense with self-love. Like you said, loving yourself. Well, just giving yourself that you can lay on the couch with your eyes open, staring at the ceiling, but it will make a difference to just give yourself that downtime or do like a meditation, like you're saying, or anything else. I just, I love that. It's so good. Oh, I love that. I think so much of what we're talking about is just giving yourself permission to be right. Like we're human beings. I've heard someone say, I can't remember who it was now, so I can't quote them, but it's the problem of being a podcaster. You listen to a lot of podcasts and they all start to run together. But I heard someone say, you're not a human doing you're human being. Right. And so like, it can be really easy to say like, Oh, well, if I'm just laying on the floor for 10 minutes, I'm not doing anything. I'm not being productive. Right. But what if you didn't measure your day like your worth wasn't measured in your productivity, right? What if you could just give yourself permission just to be a human, Mm. a human being, having a human experience and knowing that like every day is different than the one before and the one after. What if you could just learn to honor yourself where you are that day and give yourself, like you said, that 10 minutes, just give yourself that space to do whatever it is that you need just to love yourself well. Yeah, that's so good. Also, when you're saying that, the big thing that I hear is that's nervous system reset. And holy Hannah, do we need nervous system reset as humans in this day and age, especially moms, especially people with jobs and stimulation and technology. I mean, that's all of us listening. We're somewhere in there, right? Just stimulated a lot and a lot of thoughts, a lot of deep, rich inner world So our nervous system just needs a break. And that is something I've become more and more aware of in the last year. I've been like, wow, like we're not meant to be in fight or flight all the time or in go, go, go. So it's not just because you could, or because it makes you super spiritual. It's like your body needs it. And if your nervous system is blown out all the time, that's the precursor to like, all the ailments and the stress and, you know, brain fog and all of the things it's like, we just can't be in that place and expect to thrive. So that's another aspect for any of you that are more about the brain and the body and just even for your nervous system, it's so important. Definitely. I, sometimes I can feel like we live in this culture that glorifies the hustle and the doing right. And sometimes it can be really brave to give yourself permission to slow down as an act of self-love, right. It's that way to tell your nervous system, like we're good. We got this. Like we don't have to be running or fighting, you know, we can just be here and be right now. I love the saying, be where your feet are. Um, and I, I'm a big, like, I love having goals. I love working towards things. Like I think that, that, go-getter in me never really totally left the building, but I have to really check myself. And that's why this morning routine specifically is so helpful for me. Mm. I have to remind myself, like, just enjoy today, right? Be in the joy of today. Experience those moments with your kids, with yourself, with your partner, you know, whoever it is, you know, be where your feet are and just giving yourself that permission of of being present, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, I love that. One thing I do that is very complimentary to what you're saying about the routine and the fluidity. I have a bunch of sticky notes. Um, Anyone that's live with me on camera or you've seen them before behind me, I have a whole bunch of sticky notes. And some of those behind me are 
Um, they're actually different practices that I love to do that really make me feel connected to myself and source. So there's things like journaling, EFT, meditation, mala bead, um, you know, breath work. There's just a whole bunch of different things, intuitive movement, intuitive dance, stretching, yoga, all these things that I love. And when I have my time, I come in and I just like look at the list and I allow my eyes to find and my heart to find what I need today. And usually how it started is I'd aim to pick two and be like, okay, I want to do some stretching and some journaling. It's like you're ordering off the menu. I'm like, Ooh, <laughs> today I want to do mala beads because I'm feeling mantra E or whatever. And I want to follow that up with just a silent meditation. And I have all these options and I've offered that to clients before too. Like write down all the things that at some point you love to do and then let yourself pick day by day, moment by moment. Like right now, what do I want to do? And then what, right? And just allow it to be <laughs> easy too. Yeah. Oh, that word. It's so funny you say easy. My word of the year for 2022 is ease Mm -hmm. Uh, to give myself permission to just ease into things, right? Not to always be pushing, not to make things more difficult than they need to be, just to to really embrace that sense of ease. And it, oh, it's just so permission giving. And it just lifts so much weight off of my shoulders to just say like, let it be easy. Yeah. Yeah. And especially with a routine, it's for you. So if you're spending 20 minutes stressing about the right journal prompt, like it's time to sink into your heart and your body and what it needs. And maybe it's just to breathe. Like how much do we all just need and want and desire just a friggin' minute to breathe? (laughs) So if that's what you do, double gold star, like that is enough. And I love that you really preach that and bring that energy. It's so good. Um, So I wanted to ask just um, in addition to that, what else about living by design? And I know that you're not specifically about, well, I mean, you are about manifestation and stuff in your heart, but that's not primarily what you teach on. But how do you feel like those intermingle and what has been the difference in your life doing these things, living intentionally, bringing in these practices, and then what you've been able to create, manifest, shift because of that? I'd love to hear. Yeah, that's such a such a rich question. I love it. <laughs> My brain goes like so many different places. I think that the biggest thing for me has been shifting out of this mentality of of setting I love goals. I love having something to work towards. I think there's a ton of value there. I still set goals, but I I give myself goals now with permission for them to shift over time. But more importantly, I set goals with the intention of enjoying the journey. I know sounds super cliche, right? It's about the journey, not the destination, but the older I get, the more that I'm like, well, maybe it's cliche. Like maybe it's the same for a reason. And for me, that is, that's really what living by design is all about. It's not about delaying that sense of, of confidence that comes with achieving something or that sense of, of fulfillment or the joy or the happiness, right? Because so often I find that we set a goal and we reach it and we celebrate for 20 minutes, right? And then we're like, okay, on to the next thing, right? And we never fully even appreciate it when it does happen. So what if we kind of turn that on its head and we said, like, I'm going to enjoy the process of becoming that person, or I'm going to enjoy the process of working towards that goal, right? Like I'm a podcaster too, right? So I set like I set goals for myself of like, what if I committed to myself to show up for a hundred episodes, right? Like what would, who would I grow into in that process, right? What, what could that feel like? How would that shift how I feel during my day, right? And I hit a hundred episodes a little while ago and I, 
I just felt so good, right? Knowing that I set this big goal for myself, I achieved it. But more importantly, along the way, I got to have conversations like this. I got to make new friends with incredible thought leaders, right? I got to continue reading and learning and sharing that on the podcast. And so the person I was becoming along the way to that, you know, numeric goal, that was what was more important, right? It was just who I was each day when I carved out that time for myself, or I read that book, or I listened to that podcast. And so I think in answer to your question, that's really what like living by design and not by default for me, one of the biggest shifts for me in the last like five years or so has been letting go of those, like, you know, we're taught we're those smart goals, like SMRT, um, when, you know, when we're growing up, like that's how you set goals, right? There's definitely a time and a place for that, but they don't take into account how you're feeling or the season of life that you're in and things like that, things that are outside of your control. And so what if you could enjoy the journey like not just the destination. I love to run. So I always think about it as like, it's not about the half marathon I'm training for. Like, that's just like the victory lap. The the real win is showing up for myself for each training run or each stretching session or each strength training, you know, and, and those are things I love to do. And having that end goal of a race keeps me accountable, keeps me showing up each day very intentionally, but that's where the gold is, right? It's in carving out the 30 minutes for the run on the day. I really don't feel like doing it, but I feel better afterwards. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So that, that's what it looks like for me right now. I I love that so much because it's something that I don't say all the time, but I should now I'm realizing, but I <laughs> fully believe that we don't want to, I, I, I tread lightly because anyone can do whatever they want in their style mm-hmm. of creating life. Um, but we don't want to do things for the end result. Like mm-hmm. we don't want to do things for like the means to the end. We want to do it with that intention. Exactly. Like you're saying, I'm just echoing back exactly what you beautifully said. We have that intention of what we want, which is the the marathon or, you know, writing the book or whatever it is, but who you become. And this is something I say a lot to clients. It just gives me goosebumps every time. It's like who you become in that process is the gold. That's the evolution. That's the awakening. That's the new levels. That's the magnetism. That is it. As you said, every stretch, every personal training, every time you didn't want to go, but you did when you see new little muscles pop and you're proud of yourself and maybe your partner's saying, you know, like, you're looking great. And I really see you all those workouts and so you're, yeah, you know, committing to yourself, showing up, that is why you're doing it. So I love that you really point to that because as soon as we do something, I'm going to show up every day on social media so that I make five grand next month. Like that's never going to work. But when we say I'm going to show up every day on social media, cause it feels like an aligned strategy for my business and I can serve more people and let's just see where this goes. That's the magic right there. So that energy, um, brought into what we're doing in our day and living by design. As you say, I just love that so much because it is about who you become in the process and it's so beautiful. That's so good. <laughs> oh, thank you. I really appreciate that. Yeah. I, um, the coolest thing when we were talking about this before we hit record, the coolest thing about hosting a podcast is one getting to meet other podcasters, connecting with our communities, but it holds you accountable to whatever it is you're podcasting about. Right. So for me, the really cool thing is like, if I host the live by design podcast, like (laughs) I really hope that I'm showing up and living by design and it, it allows me to do so in this really open and just like authentic way, this way of just being like, I've made this commitment to myself and like, let's, let's use it as an experiment, right? Like Mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be perfect. It doesn't have to be like, 
yeah, it can, it can, you can just show up and, and everything's an experiment. And when you, when you say that everything's an experiment, um, you let go of that expectation of perfection or you let the, go of the expectations of other people. And you can just like be yourself. And like you said, like show up in an aligned way, right? Show up with that kind of energy behind it, um, which really is in the moment, right? It's not that that five figure month, right? That you want it, It's how can I show up today and, and share from that place? Um, it's, it's just, a, it's a, it's a subtle shift, but it, mm-hmm. it makes all the difference. Oh man, that's so, I love it. And everybody listening, make sure to check the link in the show notes to listen to the live by design podcast, because when you show up in that energy, that is not only where you meet or impact the most people, but that is where success does come from. And again, we're not doing it for that, but that was my similar energy. I was like, I can't not, how am I not already doing a podcast? Like, this is so fun. And I said to myself, I'm just going to like give it a year, but I didn't even think like one a week or two a week. I didn't even, I just said, let's just go all in for a year and see how it feels. And I actually looked at it more like a slow burn effect. Like I didn't feel like the first episode, I was just going to be in that 10 grand month or everyone's reaching out to work with me. I knew that it would just be this way to get my message out. And how could it not impact my business in a beautiful way if I'm showing up in a integrity and in my gifts. And now I'm not quite two years in and holy crap, is it such an important part of my business? The way that I'm connecting with so many people, like you said, the people you meet, um, the consistency, the integrity, all that stuff. I couldn't imagine my life without my podcast now. And I went into it there wasn't an expectation about what it was going to do for me and how much I was going to make or how I was going to monetize. It was just like, no, I'm going to show up and spread my light and light spreads. So if I just keep showing up, I'm going to impact people. And that's the biggest part that mattered. It sounds like that's exactly where you're at too. Totally. I couldn't agree more. And so much of it for me too, is showing up imperfectly, like letting go of that expectation that like the first episode is going to knock it out of the park. Fun fact, my like first three episodes, I bought my, my fancy mic, you know, I'd get myself all set up in my basement. I'd like sweat like crazy because I was so nervous to record my first three episodes. I didn't actually record on my good microphone. I didn't know how to like change the input or I forgot to, and I recorded on my laptop microphone, which is like nowhere near the same quality. But I was like, you know what? I took the time. I recorded these. I prepared the episodes. Like I'm just going to put them out there. And a a previous version of myself would have been like, no, it has to be perfect. Like I have to do it all over again. But the time that I carved out for that was like sacred time because in that season, my kids were even younger and getting that time to myself was so crucial. And I was like, nope, (laughs) like we're perfectly imperfect is what I am all about. And, And that's been my podcasting journey. We've moved twice since I started the podcast. And so each time we moved, like shows would stop for a little while. I'd have to get settled again, you know, and just giving yourself permission again, just to be a human, right? Like we go through seasons of life, but can you keep showing up? Right. Can you keep doing that thing that that's making you feel alive for you and I that's, that's podcasting for, for sure. Um, and yeah. And just feeling all the things that can come from that when you just show up from that place of like, Oh yeah, this just feels so right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like to identify that too, as like, wouldn't it be fun if, or for me, and I feel like you're the same. It's like, it's so fun to do this. So like, 
why wouldn't I keep doing this forever? It, it, my forever as it stands right now, I cannot see an end to this because it's so fun. So I even hear that too. in what you're saying, like above and beyond just podcasting for people that don't have businesses or whatever, but what about your morning time or what about your routines? Or can you bring your walking meditation to nature? Can you hug a tree in the middle of your walk because you feel like it and you want to like, wouldn't it be fun? You know, I run and skip through the forest. I show my clients videos of like, I literally become a child and it's so fun like hopping and skipping and yahooing through the forest I don't <laughs> care what anyone thinks of me I will jump in a mud puddle if there's one there and when I'm in these spaces because wouldn't that just be fun like who wants to be all rigid in life you know I want to have fun so making your routines fun as well is living by design which is what I hear and what you're saying too yeah, absolutely. Giving yourself permission to just ebb and flow each day, right? Like not every day has to be this regimented, like this is my habit. This is my routine. How within that habit, how within that routine, can you create room for that creativity or that fun or that playfulness, right? We're the same way around here. My kids are always dirty. Like there's sand in their hair. There's dirt in their hair. I'm always dirty. Like I was outside just before we started recording my son's playing with the hose and he got me and I was like, dude, like I have to be on camera soon. But like that, that kind of just fun play, it's just so good for your heart and your soul and to just give yourself permission to tap into that. Oh, it just, it, it lifts so much off of your shoulders. Mm -hmm. I love that. Oh, it's so beautiful. I love just witnessing you practice so deeply what you preach for lack of better words and what you, you know, help others with and what a powerful thing, you know, like living by design. If we're going to get down to like life hacks, like if you can live your life the way you want to and figure out these ways, even when you're busy or you have high stress or maybe dealing with health ailments or whatever is going on, how can you live your life by design and not just be, as you say, like in default or a victim of, or in reaction to life? Um, it's just so, so powerful. So can you share with us once again, your offerings, you mentioned a little bit at the beginning, how people can find out more about you, where you like to hang out, how people could work with you. If they're really feeling this message, um, let us know a little bit about that. Yeah. Thank you so much for asking. So I hang out online at Miss Kate house on Instagram, because I guess there's another Kate house in the world and <laughs> she beat me to it. So it's a M S K A T E H O U S E. Um, that's also my website, misskatehouse.com. Um, yeah. And some of the things that I do, I work one-on-one -on -one with clients for health coaching, but it's less health coaching. Like you should do this, like drink water and sleep. Like, yes, those are great, but it's really holistic health coaching. So let's talk about spirituality. Let's talk about relationship Let's talk about career. Let's talk about the things, the external factors that impact your actual physical health. So we start with, with the emotional side. We start with the relational side, and then we dial in to, you know, actual food or actual physical habits. And so I love working one-on-one -on -one with clients. High touch is something that I just really enjoy. Like most of the time when I finish working with a client, we're like besties by the end because we text every day, which is just such a cool silver lining to being a coach. Um, I do my podcast, the Live by Design podcast. So that comes out twice a week. And that's just kind of like my love letter to the world. Um, exactly like you were saying earlier, right? Like if I went through something for six months, maybe I can share something with you that helps you go through it in four months, right? Uh, and then I have the Live by Design Collective, which is an online women's community. So we have an exclusive Facebook group just for our members. And oh, these, these women are just so incredible. Like they just share with so much kindness and we span so many different age ranges. And so people can give 
insights from different seasons of life. And we get together twice a month. So the first Monday of each month, we get together for growth night, which is our, our health coaching session together. But that's just such a small piece of it. They they all share their new and goods every week. So what is new and good in their life? Um, we have a conversation at the end where everyone just gets to interact with each other. Like it's really about the group as a whole. It's not about me as the teacher, but about all the women and the gifts that they bring. And then the third Monday of each month is our discovery night. And that's when we work through journaling prompts together. So you can have your camera on, camera off. We put on music, we pour a glass of water, glass of wine, cup of tea, uh, and we just journal together and we just share in that space. And really it's just an accountability tool, right? Like we could all schedule time to journal, but if you know that, you know, 15 girlfriends are showing up at the same time to do it, you're like, okay, I'm really going to make time and, and, you know, talk to my husband, coordinate schedules and all that kind of good stuff. So that's, that's something I started offering in 2022. And I just, I, I love it so much. It's so much fun. Mm, I love that. And that really, again, falls in so beautifully to your message is showing how we can create the space when we're inspired, when, you know, um, you have other people helping each other. Cause it's not always easy. How often have we heard just have a morning routine, right? But <laughs> stuff gets in the way. We get in the way. Our busy schedules get in the way. We're depleted, tired. It just doesn't make the top of the list sometimes. Mm -hmm. So I love that. Like you say, when you know that all of these other beautiful souls are doing it and you make it something that feels good, like we're talking about, then that's such a beautiful thing to offer. Um, and so helpful. We need it. You know, we really, really need that. So make sure everybody to check the link in the show notes for all of Kate's beautiful offerings and to follow along in her journey. Is there anything else that you want to say? Anything left unsaid with manifestation, creating the life that you desire? Any last parting words of wisdom? Oh man. Oh my goodness. Uh, No pressure. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for just letting me come and be part of this beautiful space, right? It's just such such an honor to get to have conversations like this. And I learn from every one of these conversations. So it's just my hope that there's one person listening who can take like one little nugget or one kernel of this conversation and use that to live just a little bit more intentionally. My parting words would just be that you're enough and you are worthy and you are so loved and you get to pour that love back into yourself like every day, just make it a priority. Even if it's five minutes, just show yourself that love that you show to everybody else. Oh, I feel like you're talking directly to me. I'm like, okay, I will. (laughs) I will. Dr. Kate, I promise. (laughs) I'll go look at my post-its right now. (laughs) Totally. Mala beads right after this. I promise. (laughs) Oh, that's so beautiful. Well, thank you again for being here and shining your light and for everything that you do. It's been a pleasure. Of course. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I genuinely hope that it helped you in your life and it inspired you. If you want to find more from me and my guests, make sure to check the link in the show notes, find us on Instagram, find us on Facebook. I am at Talia Joy Manifestation. Make sure to take a screenshot that you're listening to the show. Come and tag us over on Instagram. Let us know your takeaways. We love to hear about people manifesting their dream lives. So make sure to check the link in the show notes. There are also some free goodies down there for you. I'll see you in the next episode.